0: Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. Uh, On today's show, uh, we'll be talking about the upcoming Super Bowl featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, We'll recap last week's, uh, our extended preview of the Pro Bowl games, which I'm sure we both spent a ton of time watching, not just previewing. Uh, yeah, it's with, the we'll, most thorough preparation of
1: any uh, of, of, of any podcast you can find uh, regarding the Pro Bowl. We, we were probably we had the deepest dive into the Pro Bowl games of, of, of any minor uh, sports, sports podcast. Absolutely, podcast. Yeah, uh,
0: we'll will also um, uh, talk about uh, about the uh, recent Royals uh, major signing of the last week. Uh, and then yeah, and then we'll uh, be, be giving our uh, Super Bowl preview and Super Bowl picks that we have our giant extravaganza of uh betting that that we tend to do every year, sometimes more successful than others. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll kick off today's show uh with uh the most interesting stories from uh the build up to the Super Bowl. Mike, uh, any which story? Stands out to you most, and like captivates your your you know pulls in your interest the most, uh, in this last couple of days before Super Bowl fifty eight. Anything well, in particular?
1: Me, well, for a while it was will Taylor Swift make it or not? Uh, yes, possibly yet. But it seems like it seems like everybody sort of thinks that she will make it now. So it's not quite as um, much of a a cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, but really, I guess it's 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 just i think well you know do the chief can the chiefs win their second in a row and be the first team to repeat as super bowl champions since the patriots did it 20 years ago and i think it's just general i guess maybe storylines like like that i don't the injuries are concerning that the chiefs have it seems like the 49ers are are healthier or a little bit healthier at least than you know nobody's completely healthy at this time of year it seems right. like maybe you know, Trent Williams has been a little bit dinged up, so that could be a big problem if if he is. Um, for the 49ers, he's by far their best lineman. Um, you know, the Chiefs have you know, Joe Tooney out. They have on the defensive side, Derek Nottie has been out for a while. Charles Menehue, uh out. It's so injured in the AFC Championship game, yes. Yeah, you know, or ACL. Uh, you know, he's probably out for most of next year as well uh because of you know it usually takes about a, almost a year uh to heal yes. so he might be out for a lot of next season um uh but yeah i think it's the i think it's the it's maybe the injury stories and just the general what does it mean uh kind of legacy stories if the chiefs went back to back um you know or maybe if you're approaching from, from the 49er side what if Brock purdy uh becomes a Super Bowl winner yeah. from the lowliest, not quite the lowliest point possible because you can be an undrafted uh pick just you know like Kurt Warner uh was uh, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there have been any under, other undrafted free agents that became Super Bowl champion starting quarterbacks. Do you know?
0: Uh, your head? not that I know of yeah I'm not sure. Or <laughs> I mean there there was a time before the draft I believe but I don't know if they anybody became like a Super Bowl MVP, yeah. MVP anyway. Well,
1: they've had dra- the draft for a very long time. So like, yeah, you know, Len, Daw- Len Dawson was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe, or the Browns. He played for the briefly for the Browns, and then maybe he played for the Steelers for a longer time. So like, they've had they've had the draft for a long time. Um, a lot of those AFL guys that were former NFL castoffs, uh, and then the AFL of course had its own draft, but. Uh, in the early days of the Super Bowl.
0: but Kurt Warner is the only undrafted quarterback to win a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it, well, it's easier now to be undrafted because there used to be, yeah. we, this when we were kids, there were 12 rounds. There may, may have been even more at one point, and then it went down to eight, and then it went down to seven rounds. Um, I kind of wish there were more rounds, but I guess having fewer rounds allows undrafted free agents to have more of a choice of where they want to end up. Um, and maybe teams don't like having that many draft picks to deal with, but um, they keep everybody invites a lot of teams anyway. I guess maybe also it's not as fun to watch the draft once you get to rounds eight through twelve. Uh, maybe even Mel Kiper, uh can't uh, follow all those picks, right? But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about talking about storylines or you know interesting angles uh what 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 have you found the most compelling in this lead up to the super bowl these two weeks do you like the two weeks do you think there should do you think there should be two weeks or do you like having like a regular interval like a one-week interval
0: i like the two weeks i think i think it's the theory is like you end up with having like your team a little bit healthier than it would be if you're playing every every week and then there's no time in between so there's a little chance for recovery maybe a few players that wouldn't have made it back will be available for the game if it's you get that extra week. I, I like having the extra week in there. Uh, I don't really care that the Pro Bowls in between there, which we'll talk about here in a little while. <laughs> uh, but uh, they used to have the Pro Bowl time. after the Super
1: Bowl. It was the week after.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to have some football in the week between, just because it's like it keeps people, you know, minds on it and and thinking about like the game. It's more of like an advertisement for the Super Bowl than that way too. But uh, yeah, I think I like the extra week. Is that uh do you prefer the extra week or do you think they should get right into it?
1: I I like the extra week too. Actually, I think it allows again yeah, it allows more time for for hype, I guess. But it also um, yeah I think it allows for a a game that's maybe a, it's seen as a little bit makes it, the game seem a little different from just a conference playoff game. Yeah, yeah. because it's it's held in a different city. Uh, at least almost always from where uh, the teams are from. It's a neutral site. It's you know it's a bigger kind of to do, and I think maybe giving two weeks. Uh, you know, you don't want to do any more than that, but I think I think two weeks is is good. Maybe the idea might be well, we should play. They should play the game on a Saturday rather than on a on a Sunday.
0: Yeah. Um, That'd be, that'd be more considerate, I think. Yeah, because
1: you know the games seem to run they seem to run later and later, especially on the East Coast where you know it starts at six thirty or so and it probably won't end until close to ten thirty, eleven. Um uh, sometimes.
0: Think of the children NFL. I mean, yeah, there I, are my bedtimes.
1: Daughter, yeah. So my, my daughter Marie, who is seven, loves Patrick Mahomes and loves the Chiefs. Uh she will only be able to watch the first half before she has to go to bed. So yeah, that just seems so mean, yeah. But on Saturday, maybe she could stay up because it's a Saturday.
0: Uh, doesn't have school on Sunday. Have school. Sunday, or some
1: people think that maybe they should declare Monday a national holiday. Uh, well, if they, I guess they could move the move it back and play it on President's Day weekend, and then some people at least would have Monday off anyway. Yeah, um, not that many people would have Monday off, but some people, like if you yeah. work for the post office or like me, if you worked for the uh. Uh, yeah. state of Maryland uh, you would have that day off
0: but all federal employees would have the day off right federal so, employees and uh yeah. yeah most uh many state employees also a lot
1: of state employees and things like but um i think the saturday would be the easiest
0: fix so just one day short of two weeks from the mm-hmm. AFC champion AFC NFC Championship games. Yeah, that makes yeah
1: sense. I don't I don't think most people would think, oh my Saturday night's ruined, I was gonna go out, uh, but now I've got to watch this football game Aww. uh instead. But no, I think yeah, I think I, I think a game on the game on Saturday would be a would be a slight improvement because it's still alliterative. You have Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Saturday, it's the same. But maybe they say, yeah. well, NFL traditionally plays their games on Sunday, the Super Bowl should also be on Sunday. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's also could be for uh, most uh, observant Christians no longer really care whether football is played on Sunday or not. But maybe if observant Jews would maybe not watch uh, a game played on well. If it's Saturday night, it's that's the end of the Sabbath because it'd be Friday night through Saturday. So the Saturday night, if it was late enough, at yeah. least uh, you know on the East Coast, it would be after it would be after uh, sun sundown. Right. Uh, so there wouldn't be a it would no longer be uh, Shabbos, so uh, kind of like uh, Walt, Walter from uh, Big Lebowski does does right. not on Shabbos. Yes. Um, other uh, people would maybe would not um, turn on their TVs and watch football on 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 on, on Shabbos. Possible. I, I can't think of any like big. Um, jewish stars of the nfl that would would wouldn't play like um you know know, sandy koufax's or 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 uh people like that that would and i don't know how many i don't know how how many people would would follow that uh anyway there are big football you know there's college football games on saturday nights and stuff like that and the the chiefs and and the nfl plays the playoff games on saturday nights already so it's i don't know what uh but maybe this one's different than the super bowl but that's a big digression, but I do think, anyway, I do think Saturday would be a better, would be a better day, uh, especially yeah. Yeah, for kids who could watch the whole game rather than um, be forced to go to bed. Right. So I remember that was a problem, I think, when I was a kid, too, I, uh, it was, I, w- I wouldn't always stay up for the whole Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, well, I remember having to go to bed before the end of Game 7 of the 85 World Series. Mm. but the Royals had a huge lead so it was yeah not really much of a game I guess but still yeah it's, fair. A, it's, a, yeah, it's not fair <laughs> school's a problem I think right. start school later well so you know since the Chiefs have been in several of these recent Super Bowls Mike how, do you feel the same amount of like anxiety leading up to this game or or now that they've been there enough, are, are you, like, fully relaxed and not worried about the game at all? You just are confident the team's going to win, not nervous going into it?
1: I, I'm i a little bit less nervous, maybe, than I would be, like, than, like, when the Chiefs were in Super Bowl 54 the first time against the 49ers. I was more nervous for that game. I was less nervous for the Tampa Bay game, which turned out to be a disaster. Right. I was a little bit more nervous again for the Eagles. And I'm a little less nervous than last year, but I'm a little bit nervous. And when I'm watching the game, it becomes nerve-wracking. I was a little less nervous right. the playoffs, I thought, going in as well because the Chiefs, especially they hadn't played very well this year. Their team wasn't doing so well. And it looks like they probably wouldn't make the Super Bowl, but now that they're in it, you think, well, this is – you never know if you're going to be back in the Super Bowl, even with Mahomes. It might not – you know, I think, you know, even Tom Brady went, you know, he went 10 years between his third and fourth Super Bowl victory. So once you, you know, he was in a couple when they lost to the Giants a couple of times, but um, he's ever, you know, it was very possible. It seemed like that, you know, he wasn't going to win an, he, another one. Of the Patriots might not win another one for a while. And it ended up not happening, but um, they had two separate kind of three Super Bowl winning runs. But, um, you know, even, you know, this is 40 years ago now, but people thought that Dan Marino would be in the Super Bowl, you know, just about every year when he got to the Super Bowl and, and they lost to the 49ers. And that was, I think, Super Bowl 19. So that's was it 30, uh, 38 years ago. Um, so, you know, and he never made it back after that. So. You never know. So I guess while you're when you're in this role, you should enjoy it. I I was a little bit, you know, maybe you become a a little bit aware that the Chiefs maybe are not um uh the lovable team anymore. Maybe they're the villains to a lot of people. Um, I don't know. Do you do you, have you embraced the the? I guess you don't see that in Kansas City much. No. But do, you
0: th- do you think the Chiefs
1: are Amer- are the villains? No, are they the new Patriots? The, nobody, the team that nobody really wants to see, or nobody wants to win.
0: I think they're right up against it. I think they're right on the edge. I think if they if they end up winning this one, they will become more of that team that people start to dislike. I think, or just get, or have like you know become tired of seeing win. I don't think it's quite there yet, but it's very it's getting very yeah. close. For kids, kids love the Chiefs. Uh, for my uh, small
1: straw poll, uh, Marie's class at school. In Western Maryland, she says six kids are really big Chiefs fans oh. out of her class of like fifteen in her first grade class at Michigan. Wow, well that's
0: um,
1: good. Yeah, that's what she. That's, that was her count. So some of the, some of the kids like the maybe it's just because they're in the Super Bowl and that's that's who you root for. But I think some of the people like the Steelers or the Ravens. Um, but she says or the, she, or the very
0: local teams there. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah, those are the local teams. But the Chiefs are the most popular, I guess, because Patrick Mahomes is very popular, um, and. You know, she she, she wants, probably wants the Chiefs because I like the Chiefs, but also she she's really uh, she likes Taylor Swift and she loves Patrick Mahomes, uh, and Andy Reid. She likes so there's a lot of a lot of colorful characters uh, on the Chiefs. I think yeah, uh, that lead uh, kids to uh, like they you know they're in a lot of commercials and stuff. So they're I yeah. if, if they're not like the kids' first team, they're kind of the kids' a lot of kids' second team. I think they're yeah. not quite as jaded as older fans
0: um the players themselves seem to be pretty wholesome as a yeah. as a you know in general at least anyway. i don't know if you saw all like all the different clips from Rasheed Rice in the last week were were pretty great. Like yeah. um leaving his neighborhood it was like all the neighborhood kids had signs out and were cheering his name and he drove by and you could see him like recording mm-hmm. then he was leaving so he could remember that. I was like oh uh, that, yeah. that was really you know pretty classy. Yeah, he had shown Rishi rice uh the video of um, Andy Reed's punt pass kick competition <laughs> I think I saw that one yeah. and and you know he's like didn't believe it and <laughs> was laughing at the clip like everyone else has also probably a so. giant among those <laughs> kids
1: I think those kids were actually in younger age divisions but it's still he was a hulking figure above everybody else and he wore right. it, looked, it looked like he was wearing like he was like, looked like he was a Rams player among Rams. Right. Uh, those kids
0: <laughs> but he was I think 13 I think in the in the clip and yeah yeah it's funny how he was a
1: big guy always you know he was
0: right you were always you were always tall you weren't you weren't as you weren't as as uh tall oh, uh, compared to the people in the class but not yeah like, but you were you weren't as big as years big. older than me though right yeah so. yeah you weren't
1: you weren't hefty like Andy Reid. uh you were just you were just rather tall uh but like yeah so if you, that would have been like you out there but if you had you know we're, we're even a little uh, burly burlier uh, yeah stouter huskier than than that uh, uh, yeah like against you know yeah it was it was it was it' a, a funny it's a funny uh it's a, it's a funny image um but yeah so I, I think the Chiefs have a lot of this call I, I think Pacheco has a fun you know interesting story and he's fun to watch on the field the chiefs are a fun team i think a lot you can kind of say that about most teams they have fun guys like the yeah. are you know are interesting entertaining brock purdy's a good story kittles kittles a kind of a character absolutely um, um you know stuff like that so you know there's uh kyle use wife who makes the uh the jackets for
0: uh britney mahomes and uh uh um, taylor swift taylor swift yeah Uh, Uh, the nfl uh, granted her a license to actually use the nfl materials too so she um before was kind of doing it without a license and (laughs) they didn't they didn't sue her huh but the nfl NFL actually i think did the right thing and and you know granted a license to her so that she can actually make these things and profit off them too and not just that would have been funny if they had um
1: Come after, kind of, but... uh theme like that was, a like, awful, the most but...
0: likely outcome, and was, like, yeah. get real ugly fast. Like, <laughs>
1: Kristen Yuschek is, like, being sued for millions of dollars. <laughs> and then maybe Taylor Swift, but they could also bring in the bot, maybe the people that bought the merchandise, knowing that it was... Uh, counterfeit could also
0: and and promoting it. Uh Well, I don't know that we that we know that anyone actually bought those. It could have just been that you gave them to them, which actually is okay, I think, to some yeah. extent. But you know, if you end up profiting off of it down the road, it's still, yeah. like, you know, maybe they could go after her. But <laughs> now that she's being granted the license and it, all of that risk is gone, I think for her, for her. So yeah, which yeah. is really good because <laughs> some of those things are really cool. I yeah. Yeah. Disappointed to see those things go away. I think it's it still very creative. So, yeah, it was a lot. You know, I think there's a lot of fun stuff,
1: uh, storylines. You all, I guess, you have, the re, you have the rematch from four years ago. This is probably not the matchup that America wanted to see out of the four possibilities of the playoffs. I
0: think probably, I think people wanted the Lions, especially. And I, I don't know that they're like a regional team, though, they're not a national team.
1: I think I think people wanted them just. Be, I don't think they're a national team, but I think because they hadn't won it in so long, they'd never been in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I think there's sympathy for them. I yeah, think, I think people will be okay with it. I don't think they crave
0: it though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 49ers and the Chiefs are two of the marquee teams in the Absolutely. league. Absolutely, the league should be overjoyed that those are the two teams in, in uh-huh. the Super Bowl because it's maybe two of two of the most popular teams.
1: Yeah,
0: for a, quite some time though, too. Not just you know, this year. Yeah, the
1: 49ers are yeah, this kind of blue blood team that, you know, since Joe Montana, uh, especially, uh, you know, and and, yeah, now the Chiefs are the the hot team probably worldwide. Uh, I think Bob Costas called the Chiefs America's team now instead of the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, maybe the only bigger matchup could have been the Chiefs and Cowboys or Chiefs Packers. I'm trying to think of the playoff, possible playoff teams. Yeah, that
0: we're in the NFC. I think in general, you also want teams from different time zones, which we have. So like, yeah, um, the more spread out the teams are, I think the better it is for like TV viewership, stuff like that. I mean, the Super Bowl is the biggest event of the year for TV anyway, so mm-hmm. it probably doesn't matter who the two teams are. Like, it's, no, it's, even I mean, when like the, it's
1: the Giants and Patriots, which is, are pretty close together, those were still big games. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't.
0: Maybe you know, like if, more people care about yeah. it when it's a little spread out. It's not maybe, like a regional matchup that you can get anytime. Maybe Rams
1: Chargers wouldn't be as exciting for uh
0: Yes. You don't even have to leave the building yeah. they play in to face each other. Yes. Yeah, something like that. But or an all Florida matchup, maybe the yeah.
1: Well, anything involving the Jaguars or the Titans like some this is one of the least popular teams uh right because it's the southeast it's college football that's more popular than the NFL teams yeah so like, yeah Jacksonville Atlanta maybe a Jacksonville Atlanta uh Super Bowl uh so especially since Bill Belichick did not become the coach of the Atlanta Falcons uh right. next year <laughs> if he if he had been the coach of the Falcons that would have been a big deal uh if 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 it had I don't I don't know why I'm predicting those two teams but i was trying to think of a of a matchup that was regional and not exciting not not exciting according to maybe nfl um standards but
0: right well, what did you make of the uh the discussion about the uh softness of the uh 49ers practice field at unlv
1: Oh yeah, that was a big deal, I guess. Um, is it actually a big deal, or is it
0: is it nothing? It maybe nothing. Talked about a lot though.
1: It was talked about a lot. And I don't know if it really matters that the field is soft. I guess you do, maybe maybe it could lead to injuries, but it's um, they're going to play on grass in the dome. Uh, I think as long as uh, as the stadium in Vegas, as the field the field is better than it was last year in um, in in Phoenix, I think everything will be fine. But, um, yeah, it seems like maybe it was just a built. It was attempted to be kind of a built-in excuse in case the 49 uh, ers didn't do very well. Well, say, so well, our, our field here at UNLV is soft. Did you see? Also, see, there was there were um ers speaking up that said the Chiefs were holding a lot in the in the Super Bowl four years ago, and you know maybe trying to work uh the referees ahead of time. So yeah, it's the same. It's actually the same referee, Bill Vinovich, as it was in uh the matchup uh, uh super Bowl 54 yeah. so um same same referee same teams maybe the same outcome let's hope it's the same outcome i would i if it is the same outcome i would rather have the outcome maybe the score be the same but not the way it happened be the same because the chiefs right. were down and I, well, and, I would, and I would like a cheap i would like a comfortable victory if the chiefs win yeah um, rather than a nail biter but it Probably will be a kneel better.
0: It's looking like it would be, I guess. I don't know, but the Chiefs have played the best that they probably have all season in the last three weeks.
1: Yeah, and the 49ers have yeah. been kind of shaky, uh, the last several weeks, yeah. especially in the playoffs. They were down both times at halftime and, and had to uh fight their claw, the claw the way back. So, but this is what happened with in the Chiefs' first Super Bowl, uh, their playoff run, they were down. Uh, to both the um, uh, the Texans and the Titans, and then we're also down against the Forty ers and then and then one. But in the first two games, I guess they were just down at the beginning, and by halftime they were ahead again. Um, mm-hmm. in, this, in the 49ers and in uh, case against Green Bay and against Detroit, they were down at the half and had to come back in the second half. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I guess this is this is the fourth time that teams have met. Twice in five-year spans. Do you know what the outcome is of these Super Bowl rematches? Let's see. The previous three times. So
1: I would guess it's the Patriots Giants Giants. Oh, I won. mean,
0: like, oh, did the did the team? What happened the second meeting of the two teams? Did the same team win or did the different team win?
1: Well, Giants won twice against the Patriots. Dallas and Pittsburgh played twice and dallas won both times in the 90s and probably it was probably pittsburgh and somebody maybe pittsburgh and dallas again um and those dallas and buffalo dallas and buffalo bills uh in the 90s yeah uh, and then and they beat the bills and so dallas and pittsburgh probably in the 70s and pittsburgh Won both episodes. I guess there have been. It's been always the same team winning, so that's maybe good, right? Uh, history uh, yeah. that has no relation
0: to the current matchup, but. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Historically, though, it looks like and the Bengal and the Bengals the team that won the first, the, yeah. First time. And the
1: and the Bengals Forty Nine ers have within good. a few years of each other too. Maybe it wasn't quite five years; it was six or seven years, yeah. Uh, but uh, the Forty Nine ers won both of those games, so. That's yeah. That's good to know. Um. Yeah. So this, I guess, this guarantees Chiefs victory. Should is that? Should, should we wrap up our, our uh, discussion, or should do you want to? Uh. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think it guarantees anything. But uh, do you want to talk? About, should we talk about what is what happened last week? Then, yeah. Want to segue ourselves into absolutely the pageantry that is the Pro Bowl games, uh, and especially yeah. our betting. Which didn't quite turn out maybe the way we thought it was because the, the the competition was organized slightly differently from what it was last year and maybe slightly differently from how it seemed like it was advertised.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I don't know if we want some quirks from from what they said versus what how it played out. Do we want to do a complete rundown or do we just want to go over our our, our betting results? Uh, let's just yeah, let's just go through the uh, betting results. I think we can if we can make mention of. Whatever happened, if we want to, along the way, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, maybe the first question, though, is... Did you spend more time watching the Pro Bowl games as we did talking about the Pro Bowl games in last week's Morning Track Power Hour?
1: I think I spent more time talking about it last week than than actually watching it. I watched some highlights. I watched some of the... I watched some of the kick-tack-toe highlights. I watched some of these the snapping
0: competition highlights I watched. I saw a combined zero seconds of those things that you just mentioned. Um, that was about
1: it, I think, that I actually watched the highlights of. Um, I saw a brief it,
0: clip of the high-stakes uh, player who won the, uh, you know, catching the punts, but that's, that's uh, I don't even remember who it was this place. He was... <laughs> An AFC was he was he an AFC? It was an AFC player, but I don't remember who it was. Player, but
1: anyway, the AFC lost the Pro Bowl games this year to the NFC, uh, largely because the NFC builds up a big enough lead in the pre games before the flag football competition, which they only played one game this year, and they just added up the scores of each quarter. And right. They, um. And I think they did play three games last year if I remember correctly. But um, sounds right. But I don't remember. But right. You you won last year the Pro Bowl betting competition, fifteen to thirteen. That's correct. I believe I won this year, nineteen to fifteen. So we're tied now. <laughs> Pro, Bowl to Pro, Pro, Pro Bowl, Pro Pro Bowl games.
0: Um, I don't know if we you would, What do, we, what, do we, what do we want to talk about? Do you want to? I think um maybe the precision passing thing is like at least interesting. I think how because we. Yeah picked our quarterbacks as like a snake draft and we played out almost exactly as we picked them almost yes um that was kind of kind of funny at least anyway
1: yeah you you had the first pick and your one of your picks was first it was not your first pick that was
0: first it was yeah, i picked first and fourth and my two guys Finished first and first fourth, and they fourth. were flipped,
1: reversed. Baker Mayfield won the precision passing. We, yeah, that was surprising that Baker Mayfield. I don't think Mayfield is known for as being a precise, precise passer, but maybe he, maybe he. That's what his game is. He's, he kind of needs to be for his size and his skill set. He's got a decent arm, but it's not great. Like compared to, it's not Josh Allen or Mahomes kind of cannon. Um, C.J. Stroud was second. He was my first pick second pick overall and Gardner Minshew was third he was my second pick so um most of our points were com- that, that were combined came from uh the precision passing I think <laughs> right. uh, and I came out t- on top 11 to 10 in in that and that led me to the 19 to 15 victory uh later on so um
0: that was maybe the most interesting I think the rest of it was just sort of rain re- <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really have any over any of it so it's not like we really had a rooting odd or no uh, you know a, a, a you know a stake in it or even like an interest in it honestly <laughs> so and we Vegas, kind of just flipped coins as to who got what and i think the only one that i th- that i was like uh, you know actually aiming for picking at least anyway was the uh, the snap the snapping contest because the NFC had Jason Kelsey, and I was like, well, that seems to make sense. He's supposed to be one of the best centers ever. And then, yeah, he didn't uh, he did he win points. Did and... Yeah.
1: The, the, the NFC did win. NFC won the snapshot, didn't they? Yes. And I don't remember seeing Kelsey. I, I remember seeing some highlights from Jason Kelsey, but it seemed like none of his snaps went through the targets that uh, were set. No, up. I didn't, didn't see
0: a second of it.
1: <laughs> it must have been the long snapper carrying that uh, team. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. you think though maybe the long snapper would be better at long distance directional snapping than the center who only you know at most it's shotgun uh you, you know especially especially for the for the uh eagles um hurts his under center probably more almost as much or more than any uh nfl quarterback because they run so many of those uh, tush pushes which requires the quarterback to be under center so
0: yeah he's
1: not really snapping it anywhere he's just putting the ball between his legs and somebody else is taking it yes uh, from him so um but those were the pro bowl games uh the nfc the nfc won the real pro bowl games uh i think the afc won the actual pro the flag football game itself but That's correct. we're too far behind to the nfc to catch up Because they didn't get as many points in the games section of it. But do you like? So let me say, do you like the new Pro Bowl format, or do you wish they would go back to an like a exhibition football game?
0: I would say that it's had no effect on me whatsoever because I didn't watch either of them. What if it was
1: the week after the Super Bowl and and maybe Mahomes uh, and Purdy and players like that showed up? Would you have more interest in the, if the Super Bowl, even even the teams that won the Super Bowl would often skip the Pro Bowl after?
0: Right. Um, but they they used to entice players to go to it by having the Pro Bowl be in Hawaii, so yeah, it like a vacation. So people would maybe just opt to go to Hawaii and then stay around for another couple of days at least, anyway, and and you know have yeah. a little time off. But uh, you know now it's just in. Orlando this year. It was in Orlando this year. Yeah, Yeah, It was in Vegas Vegas the year before. Right. Those aren't as much of like. I mean, you can go to Orlando anytime. It isn't like. It's not as much a you know thing. Uh, you know, a getaway, I guess. Anyway, but you should take your kids to Disney or whatever. But yeah. I yes.
1: Patrick Mahomes has shouted that before at the end of uh, the. Super Bowl. Now, let's hope he does that uh again. Um but another uh perhaps keystone figure of the Kansas City sports scene uh was re-signed or signed uh long term uh by the Royals. That's Bobby Witt Jr. I think he's how old is Bobby Witt? Is he twenty
0: three
1: now? Twenty-two,
0: twenty-three? I think twenty-three.
1: Um, he was signed for eleven years, two hundred and eighty-eight and a half million dollars. Uh, Do you think that was a good uh, long-term signing? Uh, uh, Does this bode well for the Royals in the future? Maybe being able to get some more, uh, you know, bigger name talent or more expensive players down the road?
0: I think in some ways it's a good sign. You know, it's the ownership showing a commitment to a player that they want to be like the core of the team for a long time, lock them up for a long time. This has only been his third year, so he still would have been under team control for another at least three seasons uh yeah they didn't need to do it but i think the team is maybe concerned that if he has a season like he had last year that that his price is only going to go even higher so they may as well go ahead and lock him up long term now it's a little unfortunate that probably you know the team isn't in you know significant state of repair already that you'd say like we're going to get 10 years of contender teams with the Royals, but it seems like it's probably still the first three, maybe four years are still going to be rebuilding to some extent. We're figuring out what they have. So it's maybe not as, you know, exciting from the uh, fan perspective, at least, and we have him locked up that long. It's great that the team is willing to commit though to someone. Hopefully he can become a central figure for the team for a long time. Yeah. I think he doesn't get, I think there's like the first opt out is like after seven seasons. So it's still quite some time in the future. And I think there's still three years of option years at the end of the deal. So it can still go to like a 14 year full deal with many extra millions added to that into that contract if, uh, if the options are picked up. Yeah. I
1: think it's a good, I think it's a good sign. It seems to be like what a lot of teams are doing with their young talent, like with, uh, and there's Hatice Jr., um, you know, I think Camino signed something like that, for, uh, Rodriguez signed something like that um, in Seattle. Um, and, yeah, it was just, a, it was a, I think I think, I think think it was a wise move by the uh, Royals to maybe get them cheaper than they could if they waited. And probably a good move by Witt, because just just take, you know, a lot of money now and have financial security forever. Uh, you, just in case maybe you get hurt or something bad happens. Uh, sure. and you know you're not you know something unforeseen uh happens to you. I think it was the second it's the second largest contract in Kansas City sports history, behind only uh, Patrick Mahomes' uh big deal. And yeah, Whit, I, I uh, Bobby Whit Jr. is 23 years old. He was born on Flag Day ah. in the year 2000. So he will be 24 on June 14th. Nice.
0: Flag day. Um, how and how much did he eclipse the uh, former Royals' largest contracts? Was was uh, was that maybe was that
1: maybe a, was it a Salvi deal or was that a Alex Gordon? I think it may have been the
0: Alex Gordon deal. He signed for like eighty million, probably didn't he? he ate 80, something like that. Yeah, I think the, so. Bobby Witt Junior.'s contract is the first. Hundred million dollar contract, then also the first 200 million, the first 250 million. <laughs> so it's probably almost 200 million, maybe more than I think. I think
1: it's pretty close there. Yeah. What Gordon or maybe, maybe Salby had a deal like that too.
0: Uh, I can't I don't remember. think Sal's was that much. Yeah. Or was the, I don't think it was that long of a deal. So I don't know that he could get that many millions in it. Let's see what Sal's deal was. If Sal signed a four year 82 million deal so 200 million less than yeah yeah
1: yeah so i think his is probably similar to what um gordon's contract was yeah Gordon was four year $72 million in 2016. So I guess Salvi is the biggest, $82 million. I remember the Gilmesh five year $51 million contract was a really big deal about 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe 16, whenever that was. Yeah, it's probably about 15 years ago now. Um, but yeah, this inflation and salaries have gone quite a bit so yeah,
0: Sal's, Sal's uh, four-year 82 was, was the Royals' largest. Gordon's was next. Oh, they were already under control, so that, that technically doesn't count, I guess, in the way they've he wasn't a free agent. Oh, because the category for this is free agent. Yeah, okay, so that doesn't matter. So that's still, that, Sal's would be the largest. Yeah. Ian Kennedy's Five years seventy million, it was the third highest. Oh, Ian Kennedy, I forgot about him. Yeah. That was a great
1: deal, wasn't it? The Royals were really six I guess Kennedy was their closer for a little while. Did Kennedy play out he didn't play five years for the Royals, did he?
0: Uh he was close. They I think they ended up trading him, didn't they, before like maybe in his last year? Yeah,
1: something like that. Ian Kennedy Play, well, he did play all five years for the Royals, but they traded him. Um, in the fifth year, no, he finished the fifth year. He was just injured, I oh. guess, before the last year, or he he was released. He only pitched fourteen innings, uh, um, his fifth year, hmm. in twenty twenty. So that was, I guess I guess that was the COVID year. So oh okay, he, he still didn't play. He played fifteen games, so
0: I guess that's he was the closer, um, uh, still. But yeah, so he's granted free agency in twenty twenty. So, mm-hmm. so no, he played he played out the contract.
1: Yeah, he had no he had no saves in twenty twenty. He had thirty saves the year before. Um, yeah, but uh, he was. They tried to use him as a starter for a while, and that didn't. He was he was decent his first year, but
0: he was fine. Yeah, uh, The rest,
1: yeah. 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 Oh wow, well. anyway, that's Ian Kennedy. Yes, who did lead the league in wins uh, in in 2011 with, uh, twenty eleven with twenty one? It was twenty one and four in twenty eleven. Uh, I don't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't remember. Who, that's more wins than Zach Greinke ever had in a season. No, but if you if you are a big into the pitcher
0: wins stat, which I only think... only got him fourth in the Cy Young voting that year.
1: Yeah, what happened? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Let's let's see who. Uh, NL Cy Young. Well, he was tied for the lead in women. Uh, Tied with Kershaw. And Kershaw won.
0: There were a lot of low ERAs that year. Several of them were under three. But yeah, so Kennedy had a 2.88 ERA. Kershaw had a 2.28 ERA, which is enough to Mm -hmm. make up for that difference, I guess.
1: That was the year that
0: 50 more strikeouts probably (laughs) helped, too. That was the year that Justin Verlander and the AL
1: won both the MVP and the Cy Young. He was twenty four and five with a two four, uh, 240 ERA. Not too bad. Oh well, back. Uh, no. so that's the Royals. Uh, uh, do we have any other news about stadium stuff or anything like that? Or we I don't think
0: so. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the um, ballot initiative is is uh, supposedly a go. So we'll we'll find out. Uh... In the spring, if the voters are willing to help support that uh you know, the new stadium staying in Jackson County, that's the probably the big thing coming up. I think the Royals are supposed to make an announcement as to what site they're aiming for uh sometime before the end of February is what they mm. said now. I don't think they put an official deadline out like they did the first time because they don't want to not meet it again <laughs>
1: yeah, so I guess if it, it I guess if it seems like the north kansas city site is
0: probably unless the ballot measure fails and then yeah then the site is not going to be in clay county north kansas city missouri oh well but i i think
1: i'd rather have it i guess if it's if you're going to have a downtown stadium put it downtown but yeah i kind of like having it really close to our old high school I like the idea of it, but... And and on the side of... Because that is uh, Kansas City's Brooklyn now. It's become cool uh, since uh, we graduated. That's right. It wasn't so
0: cool when we were there, but...
1: No, it was more... Now it's pretty pretty interesting. It's hopping. It's hopping. And that's that's possibly the new new home of EIR, uh, Air Pharmaceuticals.
0: It's a possibility, but we'll see. I may know before the Royals know, so... (laughs) About their site, so... We'll see.
1: We'll see. We'll also see what happens in the Super Bowl on Sunday. We've, uh, you know, given a, a decent uh, our, our you know, preview so far. We haven't talked about our what our betting, uh, will be, which also maybe will give us an insight onto as to what we will think will happen in the Super Bowl. Uh, before we get to our betting, do we have any? Do we have any news or notes or anything else about the Super Bowl that we want to
0: hmm. talk about? Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe the big thing right now is yeah, what where we think the players stand, like who is going to be available. And I think maybe one of the more exciting things that turned out to be a little bit disappointing anyway was uh, was Jarek McKinnon being mm-hmm. designated for return from the IR. Uh, but maybe he's looking like he is unlikely to be available. Yeah, uh, he had that kind of abdominal kind of core surgery type of
1: thing, which usually takes a while to recover from. Joe Tooney has the peck injury, which also usually takes a while to come, cover, recover from, but maybe, but it seems like less. As it's, it's an offensive lineman, you probably need to use your pecs and your arms quite a bit to maybe stop, on every single play to stop opposing, you know, giants from trying to uh, murder Patrick Mahomes, um, right? Figuratively. Uh, Hopefully. Hopefully. Figuratively. <laughs> It's not like that. The, uh, the last Boy Scout. Did you see that one with Damon? <laughs> right. Where the guy had the gun on the
0: baseball field, <laughs> right? Right. It was a running back, wasn't it? That pulls a gun. I was a running back. I was. I thought, it, I was a it was a defensive
1: player. It was, it was football. It was football, wasn't it? I was it was, it was football. Yeah. It was. It was in yes. San Francisco. Candlestick Park, I think, or San Francisco. Ah. Or some place. I don't remember. It was Damon Wayans? It was Damon Wayans with the gun?
0: Mm.
1: And Bruce Willis. I think. Was... not know.
0: No. I mean, they were both in the movie, right? But.
1: Speaking of speaking of dumb movies, I saw I saw a dumb movie uh this this weekend uh, a couple days ago. I saw The Beekeeper. Have you seen The Beekeeper? No. You know what it's about? I have no idea. <laughs> it seems like something that maybe would have been up your alley maybe uh, ten years ago.
0: No, is it Jason
1: Statham movie? Oh, well,
0: okay. where he
1: is a beekeeper who wants to avenge the death of this lady he worked for. Who uh, played by Felicia Rashad? Uh, Claire Huxtable. Yeah, uh, she was cheated out of all her money by some like uh, online scam virus people, okay. and uh, he basically kills everybody that he meets involved with those scams and trying to because because uh, uh, spoiler alert, Felicia Rashad ends up uh, uh, committing suicide because she lost all her money and lost all and and uh, and things like that. So, oh, wow. so um, Jason Statham as the beekeeper. He's not only a beekeeper in that he keeps bees, but he was also a part of a secret, -secret, ultra-secret kind of CIA uh, organization, separate organization called the beekeepers who Mm. were there to, quote, protect the hive. And that's what his uh, idea was, protect the hive against uh, threats to the hive, such as those guys. And I want Needles to say, the conspiracy went all the way to the top and Jason hmm. basically killed everybody you can think of on this way to the top uh and it was it was it was a much better movie than that movie had a right to be i think
0: uh-huh. it was it was it was stupid but it was pretty fun so
1: that's, that's my movie pick for,
0: is the beekeeper whenever <laughs> are your beekeepers at, you are beekeepers i do you watch rick and morty or have you seen rick and i've rick? never really watched rick and morty no. there there's a scene about uh beekeepers and Uh, And the 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 Morty's dad being of beekeeping age, it was just (laughs) a ridiculous scene. Like it's it's very stupid anyway, but but also funny. But yeah, if you if you get a chance to go see the Beekeeper, you'll see the Beekeeper.
1: It's uh yeah, it was entertaining. Um, but hopefully the Super Bowl will be even more entertaining than the Beekeeper or the Last Boy Scout, uh, which. Star, did star Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. Yes. Halle Berry was in it. It's like eighty-nine, maybe? Close, oh, ninety-one. Ninety-one, uh. American buddy action comedy films directed by Tony Scott. Mm. Uh screenplay by Shane Black. Uh, he was a famous, he was famous for his screenplays
0: mm.
1: for like dumb movies like that. He wrote uh last that, Lethal Weapon, Last Action Hero mm. like uh, Iron Man Three. Um, anyway, but yeah, um, film follows a washed-up private investigator, Bruce Willis, teams with a scandalized football star, Damon Williams, to uncover a political conspiracy. So, I don't know if that I doubt that conspiracy went as far up as the Beekeeper conspiracy hmm. went. Um, I don't want to give it away, but
0: the Beekeeper. Did he sh- also write? Same was the same screenwriter for both.
1: It should have been. No, the, the screenwriter for for uh, The Beekeeper, uh, so it was by David Ayer, who also did uh, Suicide Squad and Fury, uh, and stuff uh-huh. like that. The screen the screenwriter, I, was, I keep looking up, was Kurt Wimmer, or Wimmer. I guess I think it's Wimmer. I think he's an American. Uh, he wrote the screenwriter for The Beekeeper, uh, Point Break, the remake, Total Ooh. Recall, the remake, the Thomas Crown Affair, the remake, <laughs> the Expendables. Well, no, wait, Expendables Four, expend four He wrote. Uh, <laughs> how would, I, um He was also the director of the new Children of the Queen. It, does, it seems like he does a lot of remakes. This guy, but he wrote a new. He did Ultra, yeah, uh Law Abiding Citizen. He wrote Street Kings. Uh, Sphere, the Michael Crichton project. I remember, I saw that in the theater.
0: It was the was good. The movie was not so good.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was very good either. But The Beekeeper, for what it was, it was really good. Um, it was dumb, but involved a lot of a lot of. If you like, if you like seeing, uh, you know, Jason Statham, uh, you know, kill and injure people while being unarmed, while they are often armed uh it's a it's a good it's a pretty good it, movie. that it is the movie for you yeah it's not quite the movie uh, it doesn't have quite the tagline of you know my tagline of of the movie taken which is if you ever wanted to see um Liam Neeson kill a bunch of Albanians yes taken's the movie for you yeah or if you wanted to see Denzel Washington kill a lot of Mexicans uh Man on Fire would have been uh the movie to see <laughs> Yes. But yeah, Jeremy Irons is in it for some reason. Uh, Oscar winner in the Beekeeper. In the Beekeeper, yeah, he is in some ways sort of the cheap one of the cheap bad guys. Yeah. Mini drivers in it. It's a little strange. There's some. Be- there's some decent stars. Really. Yeah. One of the Red Graves. Uh, yeah. the- <laughs> I won't tell I won't we won't talk about I don't want to spoil it by saying who she plays because that that's 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 a, that's a spoiler Did you see this in the in the theater or I saw it in the theater on uh yes on, on Wednesday the day before this this episode is being taped or recorded Nice Cool Yeah <laughs> Okay so we'll talk we'll talk about the uh Super Bowl um, maybe maybe we we'll should maybe we should just get to the through the bets. I think that, that I think that'll kind of explain what we think the game's gonna be like, how we think it's gonna turn out. Maybe we think we can we can even you know allu- it'll even sort of allude to our possible thoughts on this final score, uh, what we think is gonna happen, things like that. So we'll, we have. Uh, do you want to explain uh, for our, our legions of viewers and listeners uh, our 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 betting uh strategies for
0: uh this this super bowl so throughout the season we've always bet on the spread the money line and the over under in every one of the games this season so far so that, that's those have been traditionally our our picks over the course of the the year for each game uh, so we're going to do those again uh, but but because I'd only make uh, three bets, $300 total bets, uh, that's not enough, I think. So we wanted to make sure that we're, uh, you know, more into this game in particular, at least anyway. So we, we've we added uh, 11 prop bets on yards for passing for each quarterback, uh, rushing for the two major running backs, and then receiving yards for, uh, we've got a total of, I think, five players. Uh, So we have 11 prop bets that we're making uh, that we'll each be making our picks on uh, and then that brings us to $1,400 and then between and then we're each going to have an additional $600 to bet we're gonna make three like medium range odd picks uh, and then six additional $50 bets at long range odds likely we will miss all of those but it's possible that we won't. Uh, so we're going to have a total of two thousand dollars each betting on this game. Yes, yeah.
1: that's a lot of money. And I think right now we are within three dollars of each other in the play in our playoff. That's right. Winnings. Um, so it's very close. It's all going to come down to the Super Bowl. And it could be. uh I think we we decided to make more bets that are probably less likely to pay off than uh, we have in the, in the other games. So it's, I would say it's more likely than the Super Bowl that we're going to be losing money, uh, but we can almost a guarantee, but uh, you know, it's still fun to, fun to do, especially if you're not betting real money like we are. So uh, right. we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that turns out. Um, so do you want to go through our, you want to go through the uh, conventional bets first and then talk about the props or do you want to talk about the props and then conventional?
0: Uh, maybe we should leave the conventional bets till the end. I guess. That'll, 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 yeah, that'll. Uh, be yeah, then we're, not, then we're not giving away what our how we think the final will go until the end.
1: Yeah. So we so you want to talk about the. We'll talk about the props then for the individual players, and then we'll talk. And then we'll do the the lines and things like that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're always we're always on the cutting edge here, and and leaving our our audience in suspense just so they will listen to even more of yeah. our
0: blathering. The whole you need to listen to the whole content.
1: Yes, every every listener I'm sure listens to all one and a half to two hours of working uh, <laughs> power. Uh, it's become a much longer uh show than than sometimes. Although I think we're probably not going to get to the two hour mark. I, I think in this in this episode, I, at least that's that's, that's our mostly our... because
0: we abbreviated our our Pro Bowl recap. Well, we did so that's for everyone's sake including
1: ourselves <laughs> yeah we didn't need the Lindsey pro bowl recap um no, we don't care why should anyone else <laughs> <laughs> all right let's okay so um we'll, let's start out then with um uh, quarterback passing yards uh so right now uh Brock Purdy the San Francisco 49ers quarterback is uh the you can bet on purdy as throwing for more than 246 and a half yards or fewer than 246 and a half yards. So over or under. Uh and Mahomes is 262 and a half uh over under. So uh Dr. Scaffold, let's we'll have you go first uh for um Mr. Purdy. Uh do you think purdy will go over 246 and a half or or
0: under? And, th- and perhaps why? I think um in the last game we in the afc and nfc championship games we also picked prop bets in the same kind of categories and the lines were exceptionally close to what the actual outcome was i think it's going to be like that again where they're going to be these um, numbers are going to be very close and so it may be like coin flips as to whether or not you know it's over or under uh maybe just like spotting yards even the uh the refs may you know, have more of a say in the players get over under just as where the where the balls get spotted. Uh, or sometimes just the way, the way it's
1: measured by uh, yeah. the scorekeeper. Sometimes they'll say, well, this is a 48-yard field goal or this is a 47-yard field goal depending on where it is. So this is a one-yard gain or a two-yard gain. Wow. Uh, just depending on, you know, even how it's spotted, rounding, how Rounding it's errors.
0: Judged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to take I think I think it's going to be close to the 246.5. I think I'm going to, to go slightly under for Purdy.
1: Yeah, that's a close one for me too because I think the Chiefs are going to want Purdy to throw the ball mm. because I think they're going to want to limit McCaffrey and they're going to want to limit the run. So they're going to say, let's throw uh, – have, have San Francisco throw the ball as much as possible. I think San Francisco is going to want to run the ball more, but I think maybe the Chiefs will say – once you throw the ball, because our our secondary is maybe the strength of our defense, especially with the defensive line having some issues with the injuries. Um, you know, the secondary with with Sneed and McDuffie and Justin Reed and this, you know, all all of those guys, um, Williams and Watson and and um, um yeah, I, th- I think I think. I think they're going to want Purdy to pass, and I think maybe he will get just over 246 and a half simply because uh, they're going to want him to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And um, Lamar Jackson went, I think, for 270 or something like that for the Ravens last, last, there, yeah. last week, so maybe Purdy will be just a little bit over. It might be more garbage time yards, too, that you know he'll have to have if the Chiefs are 272. 272 for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so I'm going to say... Purdy over two, four to six and a half. Also, I want to be different from you on that one, so I'll I'll, I'll just go with the over when you would. Yeah. And for Mahomes, I guess I'll do Mahomes. Last last Super Bowl, Mahomes was under. I think he only had about he had maybe it was around two hundred yards passing, but that was because the Chiefs never had the ball. I think the Chiefs will have the mm-hmm. ball more. Um, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, though, maybe will will run the ball quite a bit because I think San Francisco's uh, offense is not—I mean, defense is not necessarily great against the run. But I also don't think their secondary is as strong as uh, the Chiefs, so the Chiefs might try to throw the ball. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like Rasheed Rice might be a little bit banged up according to the recent injury reports, um, but Kelsey is there. And Mahomes is thrown for more. His average is more than 262 yards uh, mm. in uh, this this season. Even even though it's been a down year for him, so it's a close one too. I'm I'm gonna go over on both. i rather than going over on one and under on one. That means I'm going to miss both of them.
0: I think if I go over on both or under on both, I think I I will likely get one of them. Right. One of them will be so yeah. So Mahomes went for 241 last week against Baltimore or two weeks ago against Baltimore. He would have been over had
1: that Rasheed Rice he Rasheed Rice holding a penalty not been called. Right. Um so uh,
0: Yeah. Correct. Right. Yes. Um and yeah I think that you know the quality of defense is maybe a little bit weaker for San Francisco than Baltimore has been play was playing at least, you know, the lead up to the game. Uh but I still think Mahomes probably is going to be I think there's going to be more running it seemed like in the last couple of games they they have pushed more towards like the long sustained drives, which is the thing they didn't really do uh, in many of the last several years. So it seems like that's how they were successful uh, early on in the Baltimore game two weeks ago. I think maybe we'll see more of that in this game also. Uh, I think he, I think Mahomes may be just short of the two sixty two. Doesn't mean that he's going to be have a bad game. It's just mm-hmm. maybe yardage will be at somewhat of a premium. I think I'm going to take the under on both then for okay. him. Yeah, so the opposite of you. So chances are we will each get one of these.
1: <laughs> Over under. Um our next ones will be rushing yards where we each we will we each have uh possibilities of two two uh rushers uh for each team, uh the quarterback and also the lead running back. So we have Christian McCaffrey who um is maybe the most dynamic uh, back in football right now. Um, he is at 89 and a half uh, for his over-under rushing. And then we have Brock Purdy himself, the quarterback, at 12 and a half over-under. He sometimes scrambles, sometimes gets a few extra yards here and there. He is not as much of a statue as Jared Goff, mm-hmm. but he's probably also not quite as much of a scrambler as Patrick Mahomes is uh, yeah, what do you like with uh, McCaffrey, uh, 89 and a half? I'll, I'll, I'll start with Purdy. Uh, I'll go first with Purdy, but you 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 go first with McCaffrey.
0: Okay. Uh, I think yeah, the, the Chiefs' run defense is probably the most suspect part of the Chiefs' defensive aspect. They have been prone to give up decent amounts of yards. Uh, let's see, what was it last week? Lamar Jackson ended up with 54 as the quarterback. Uh 89 though, 89 and a half is pretty high. I don't know if they've really given up a hundred-yard rusher very often this season, especially late in the year. Um but I think San Francisco's gonna be rushing a lot early. I think he may get quite a ways there in the first half. I think it may be enough to trip that 89 and a half. I think I'm gonna take the over for McCaffrey.
1: I I I I think he might get a get a, a decent number of McCaffrey as well, but I think maybe McCaffrey's going to be doing most of his damage out of the backfield, receiving the ball, because I think the Chiefs are going to try to shut down the run as much as they can. And so I'm going to go with McCaffrey under 89 and a half. I think the Chiefs want um Purdy to throw because he might throw some interceptions and possibly as well, maybe the um 49ers will be behind and be forced to throw the ball, uh, maybe a little bit like what the Ravens were. So that's my hope anyway. So maybe maybe this is wishful thinking, but I think um because since I like Purdy with the over on passing, I'm gonna go McCaffrey under on rushing. And for Brock Purdy, 12 and a half yards. I'm gonna put him over on 12. No, actually I'm gonna stay under. I'm gonna stay under on both. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna do my strategy of staying the same. On each one, rather than going the differently, just to see if that see if that works for me. At least getting one right and not losing uh, everything. So I'm going to put Purdy under twelve and a half, McCaffrey under eighty nine and a half. I actually kind of like Purdy over, but I'm I kind of like my strategy better. So I'm going to go. I because if I want a Purdy over, I'd, I'd want to go McCaffrey over as well, just to do that. And I'd, I'd rather have McCaffrey under. And Purdy under so this is this is mainly just hedging my bets. I'm gonna say Purdy yes. under twelve and a half. I have no real idea. I think Purdy's not as he can scramble, but I think he's gonna be um, more. I think I think he's he's more of a pocket passer than mm. Mahomes is. Well,
0: in college, he was more than willing to run and take hits. Uh, since he's moved to the pros, he's really not. Taking a lot of hits when he doesn't ha- he at least doesn't take them when he doesn't have to so he's not going to be the josh allen type and just like run head first into every tackle no matter what the scenario is uh if he takes off he's likely to slide which is going to you know cut his yardage back a little bit uh from what you know he would have gotten goes head first uh but i was hoping you were going to say over so that i could Go completely opposite that and take the under. But since you did take the under, I think I am going to take the over and say that he has at least one run that you know gets him enough yards that you know trips the the over. Even though I don't think he will, but I'm going to say that to be opposite you. <laughs> I don't think he's run very much this season. I think 15 yards or 12 and a half yards would be. It's
1: on the high side.
0: Um yeah, but rare I think the season I think
1: it is um influenced a bit by his forty eight yard rushing against Detroit. So in the Green Bay game he had fourteen, but in the one, two, three, four, five, six, the six last the last six regular season games, he was under twelve and a half he had fourteen against Tampa Bay, then zero, zero. He was over 12 and a half, three, four times in the regular season um, out of 17 games. So that's
0: yeah. um, not great odds. So
1: if you just follow that's
0: that, That's a under bit of it. a long shot. I think, I think you've chosen wisely here, but that doesn't mean he won't have, you know, one 20 yard run in the play. Yeah. In the playoffs, the he's game. been yeah.
1: in the playoffs. He's been over every time. So, yeah, it's hard to say. How about how about Chiefs rushing yards? Yes, so we have Isaiah Pacheco and Patrick Mahomes. We're gonna we're gonna look at those two rush those two uh rushers, uh Pacheco the running back. He is over under his over under has been set at sixty seven and a half yards. Patrick Mahomes is over under has been set at twenty six and a half yards. So, um, would you like to do the honors? Go first on Pacheco and.
0: I'll go first on Mahomes. Like we uh, last week, two weeks ago, uh Pacheco's line was set at 66.5 and a half, and he hit 68. So he's right around this number uh of the 67 and a half uh in the most recent experience, at least. Uh I think the Chiefs are gonna be rushing quite a bit. Uh, and I don't know that that they have they don't have that extra uh you know running back to come in on third downs i think mckinnon probably will not, not be available uh which will mean pacheco will be on the field just a little bit more which would be similar to what he was in the afc championship game uh i think he may be again just barely over the 67 and a half i think i will take the over
1: okay um yeah, that's a tough one for me too. I'm going to go. Under. We don't have to be opposite. You can. I know we don't have to be right. opposite. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go under on I, since I, simply because I went over on Mahomes' passing. I'm. I think I'm gonna go uh, under on Pacheco's rushing. Uh, sixty-seven and a half. I don't think he's going to. Um. I don't know. He's gonna be close. I think he also might do a little bit more of his uh get a little bit more of his uh re- production from the backfield. He's been used more out of the backfield lately, and I think with cannon mm-hmm. out and
0: uh you know, I think if he had twenty six or twenty-eight rushing attempts in the last game. Yeah, he might not get quite as many
1: in this game. Uh but the 49ers don't have a great rush defense.
0: Yeah. So that also thinks you only know, maybe- need a couple of big runs to get up into that 70 area. I know. And now I'm thinking maybe I'll go I don't
1: but then I'll then I'll be over everything with the Chiefs and yeah. a little too much. Um it's so
0: difficult to decide. And it's probably gonna be like right on the dot. I, know, as to what it's going to be, so it'll be either sixty-seven or sixty-eight. That's probably what it's going to be. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, Pacheco has been over six, so it's sixty-seven and a half. He he would have reached the over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight times in his 19 games this season. So he tends to be under. Mm. But That was mostly during the beginning of the season.
0: When, McKinnon, I, when McKinnon was healthy.
1: Yeah, when McKinnon was healthy. In his last several games, he's been over usually. So I'm actually, I'm going to switch. My, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on McKinnon. On Pacheco, I mean. Over 67 yes. and a half. I think it might not be a, take as many rushes to get there. So maybe he'll only be 15 for um, 70 yards yards or something like that. 71, something like that. And then 23 for 65 or something like that. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go
0: over. How about Patrick Mahomes, Mike? 46 and a half.
1: And this is one of the things where if you think the Chiefs are going to win, you have to factor in the kneel downs at the end because Patrick Mahomes likes, you know, I think last time he played the 49ers, Kneel down again, and he lost about 15 yards on those kneel downs because he went way back because they're trying to kill a little bit more time than normal. Oh, yes. But he does tend to scramble more in the playoffs than he does in uh, the regular season. Uh, Mahomes last time last week only ma- managed 15 yards. He only ran for 15 yards, but it was a against a a stouter I think a stouter Baltimore defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... And a few of those times he had a lane to run that he scrambled forever and then ended up, you know, throwing, dumping the ball off somewhere rather than making the run himself. Where I think if he took off and ran, he may have gotten, you know, over his over under number last week. Yeah. He... Which was also 20. Well, what was it last week? About yeah. that. It was yeah. 26. It was exactly 20. The same, the, uh, same number. 26 and a half.
1: Yeah, he, he's gotten over that set, about almost half the time in the regular season. Under that. That's it's a it's a close number. At the beginning of the year, he was consistently over 26 and a half. Mm. Um and
0: that was when he wasn't trusting his receivers.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go and in the last year's Super Bowl, I believe he was over twenty six and a half, mainly on that one. Long, long scramble, yeah. Uh, That one run. um, He he had 29 yards on his longest run, but he had some kneel downs at the end, so I don't remember if he ended up over 26.5 or not. Um, No, they didn't have any kneel downs because it was an incomplete pass at the end, so Mm. uh, maybe he did get over. I'm going to go... Mainly since I went Pacheco over, I'm gonna go with Mahomes over. Uh, and I think having them all over for the Chiefs passing and rushing, I think that also hedges a little bit. Uh, so I'm gonna go over with Mahomes 26 and a half. I think that's somebody's possible. likely to be over. Yeah. I said Pacheco over, Mahomes over.
0: And I think I think Mahomes tends to look for those running opportunities, especially in playoff games, and he's more than willing to take a hit or two when he knows it's going to get his team a first down, there seems to be less officiating uh, you know, effects in the game as in the playoffs. It seems like there have been fewer flags thrown in most of the playoff games that I've watched, at least anyway, than there were in the regular season. Uh, so I think Mahomes will also go over the 26.5 rushing yards. I think he's willing to do what he has to do to get those extra couple of yards, and maybe it'll be enough to get over that 26 and a half. Okay. So now we'll go on to the
1: receiving yards. Uh, We'll have three, three, three props for the 49ers. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Um, They're all in the same general area. Uh, Debo Samuel is over under 58 and a half yards. Brandon Ayuk is over under 62 and a half yards. And George Kill over under 49 and a half yards receiving. Um maybe I'll go first with these. I, I might um since I had Purdy over. I am going to go.
0: One of these three is likely to go over, right? You yeah, one of three to have... be. one of them almost for sure will be over. And unless it's know. a disaster of a day for San Francisco. And,
1: but probably one of them will be under at least two, I would say. I'm gonna go. I think Ayuk is gonna get Sneed. Right. So I'm gonna go under for Ayuk, for and I'm gonna go over for Samuel and Kittle. So over 58 and a half for Debo, under 62 and a half for Ayuk over 49 and a half for Kittle. I'm a little bit on the fence about Kittle, but um I think that's I think that, I, th- I think I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and so Yeah, we've got like at least third option probably Kittle is likely to get maybe the most looks because he would be the person that's probably the least doesn't have the most difficult uh, defender guarding him at least anyway ah. yeah I think you're right with Sneed will end up being on Ayuk and he has been locked down on, on everybody but but again doesn't take that many catches to get up around that 60 yard mark and Samuel they do a lot of trick plays with so I think maybe Samuel will be more rushing yards necessarily maybe taking away from some of his receiving options at least anyway so I think maybe I'll take the under on Samuel. I think maybe even if Sneed's guarding Ayuk, maybe he still ends up with more than 62 and a half. It's not that many though. Uh, so I think maybe I'll go under Samuel, over Ayuk, but then over on Kittle. I think that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to end up going with.
1: Okay. So you're doing two over two overs and an under, just like I did. Um, Let's move on then to Kelsey and Pacheco, the two receivers uh, receiving threats uh, that were listed f- on FanDuel for the Chiefs. Kelsey is over under 72.5. Pacheco is over under 16.5. Um, the linebackers for the 49ers are pretty good, Drake Kinlaw and Fred Warner especially. Uh, so they might be tough on Kelsey, but Kelsey is the number one target. I think maybe with Rishi Rice, possibly being a little bit um banged up uh his ankle said ankles plural on the on the uh injury report this week maybe he won't get his as much so but i think it might it might be down to kelsey kelsey 72 and a half pacheco 16 and a half um what do do you what do you think on these Uh, you you go first on the on the chiefs i went since i went first on the Forty ers sure
0: um Yeah, Kelsey's – if he has a big first half, he could get over that in the first half. Most recently, he's been having, like, big first halves and then not so much activity in the second half like this. They'll probably go to him right away in the first half and probably get him a catch or two probably really early. That's what I would guess the Chiefs' game plan is going to have. But I think – I'm going to say Kelsey may go under – and this may be a hedge versus what I want. So if he goes over, I'm not going to be upset at all, even a little bit. It's Great. I want him to have you know 200 yards receiving, but I'm going to maybe bet against that just so I'm not overexpecting. Yeah. Um, but I think Pacheco will be an outlet though for maybe check down type plays. 16 and a half yards is not very many. Maybe only one catch is necessary to get to that. So I think I'm going to go under Kelsey, over Pacheco.
1: Okay, I'm also going to go over Pacheco. I think 16 and a half. I think he's going to need. I think he's going to need to catch the ball out of the backfield more. Maybe the defensive the defensive line, even though they're not, maybe not quite as strong as they were four years ago with 49ers, I think will still force a lot of outlet passes, like you had said, uh, to to backs. Uh, maybe Edward Zolaire and Pacheco, but I think Pacheco's going to be in there most of the time. So probably Pacheco will get maybe f- three or four catches. Maybe he, I think he can get up to that many yards. And I'm also, I'm going to go over also maybe as part of my general strategy, I'm going to go over on Kelsey as well. He, he was well over um, in, in Baltimore. Like you said, though, he didn't have a great second half, but, Maybe this I don't, the Chiefs haven't been a great second half team a lot uh, in this this year compared to last. Although towards the end of the season, regular season, they did started doing better in the second half than they did previously. So I'm going to say Kelsey over. I think he's also saved himself for the playoffs. I think he likes the spotlight. I think he wants uh, the ball. Uh, the weather's going to be nice. I think the Chiefs play pretty well when they play in Las Vegas at uh, their new stadium. So I think Kelsey's going to get the ball quite a bit. And the 49ers play a lot of zone defense, and Kelsey's really good at finding soft spots in the zone. So I think I'm going to go Kelsey over as well. So for reasons of hedging and just you know talking myself into it, I'm going to go over on both Kelsey and Pacheco. Yeah. And those are our our um, shared props. Uh, do you want to go through, maybe run through these uh somewhat quickly absolutely
0: Uh, uh, you want to to alternate them or how do you how do you want to do these like so we've sort of made these picks the prop bets we've just gone through on the fly we've actually decided what we're going to make our other picks already so we don't we don't we're not we don't have to think about these along the way here we already have them written down essentially right okay well yeah
1: we have we each have three uh 100 prop bets and then we have six uh, 50 dollars prop bets. So why don't we um all I guess all, why don't we just alternate? Sure. But be we'll be fairly concise. Yes. I'll I'll, I'll go first. Uh, my first bet, uh, my alternate bet. So these these one hundred dollars bets we made on anything that was below a plus a plus two hundred or below. So you bet a hundred dollars, you could win two hundred dollars or uh, fewer dollars if it was a uh, um uh, negative,
0: you know, odds negative odds or
1: positive odds or positive odds yeah so my first uh plus my first 100 bet uh was uh the, fir- the first field goal kick by kick by any team would be over 38 and a half yards that's plus 112 i th- I, I just think probably longer field goals maybe are more likely in the super bowl than, than shorter ones because i think people and teams will probably go for it more uh if they're closer in so uh, plus 112 is over 38 and a half. So, and I also want to positive odds on that one. So yes. since my, other, my other ones are going to be negative odds. So I did, decided to do plus 112 on field goals over 38 and a half.
0: And there, and there is a trove of picks to choose from uh, in the prop bet categories. It's like hundreds and hundreds of different prop bets that can be made. Anything from like the length of the national anthem to like who's going to win the coin toss, uh, you know, insane number of options here, truly into the degenerate gambler choices here. Uh, as to what as to how deep you can go into the prop bet categories. Uh, my first pick though is going to be the total sacks by the Chiefs defense of over two and a half, uh, at plus 106.
1: Okay, so I, yeah, so that means that. I think it has to be over. Even the individual players or under, even though individual players can get half sacks. I think everybody has to get it has to be a full sack, right? I don't think three players can share half a sack. They don't have thirds of a sack. But yeah,
0: no. so it'd have to be three sacks at least. Anyway, I think yeah. three three. The quarterback has to go be tackled three different times. I believe. Yeah.
1: I think I think that's a possibility. It's pretty, good, or pretty good. Pretty uh, good sacking uh team you think purdy might have to pass the ball a lot if the, uh if the chiefs are playing against the run more so yeah I, I think that's possible um similarly you know i just kind of thought the way the, maybe the way the game would turn out uh uh there was a, pro, a bet on how long the combined touchdowns were uh in terms of yardage so um It was over or under 73 and a half yards. So every touchdown, you know, it's a five yard touchdown would be five. If it's a 80 yard touchdown, five plus 80 would be 85. And then it would hit over. Um, But most touchdowns, unless there's really, really big plays, the Chiefs don't give up a lot of big plays. And they also don't um, haven't had quite as many big plays this year as sometimes. So, I think most of the touchdowns are going to be short. Maybe the drives are going to be more methodical. So, I'm going to go under 73 and a half for the combined touchdown yardage.
0: Yeah. So, if there's like an opening kickoff return for a touchdown, you're, you've lost the bet like in the first 10 seconds of the game. It's possible. But yeah. Or, if, if, but or
1: if like there like Tony had last year returned that punt for a touchdown that definitely would have tripped. <laughs>
0: right.
1: or, or I guess if there's a long punt long read fumble return or interception return I guess that yeah. would so do it too so uh, but maybe you know but anyway that's what I'm going to, under 73 and a half.
0: Uh I have a relatively simple bet that at some point in the game that any punt results in a touchback. At plus
1: one thirty four. Ooh, that's not bad.
0: That seems relatively likely. I don't know why it's positive odds, honestly. So
1: I wonder how many touchbacks there
0: are. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Seems like there's always a touchback or two.
0: And yeah. well and especially recently the Chiefs have had several where they've, you know, been down around the goal line and the ball's rolled into the end zone and Yeah. Without yeah. without being able to down it, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Well they had a good uh, pin they pinned in the uh pinned in the uh, Ravens really close one time, but then they also met a touchback earlier. And the Chiefs send it, but maybe there won't be as many punts near the other team's
0: end zone in the Super Bowl, maybe they'll go for it more. Who knows? They but may be more it. likely to go for fourth down attempts, even maybe on their own side of the field at times. hmm Um similarly like that, I
1: wanted to do something that I thought maybe Seems like it happens a lot. Uh, and that's Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown. He's a you know, scoring a touchdown on the playoffs, especially. Uh Kelsey scores a lot. Um, not the Super Bowl, maybe quite as much, but he caught one last year's Super Bowl. He also caught one um in the Chiefs victory of the 49ers uh four years ago. So maybe he'll catch one again. Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown, minus 105. Uh that's so that's my those are my three mid-range or uh kind of low odds to mid-range odds bets. Um, how about your third, Doctor Uh
0: My third is uh, is is about a tr- about turnovers. Uh, I'm going to guess that at some point in the game that there is a fumble lost, and I'm actually going to make the bet that the that there will be a fumble lost in the first half. That is at a plus one forty eight. That's by either team in the but, first yeah. half. Doesn't matter who who does it. Plus one forty eight. I mean, fumble it's, lost it's, in the first half.
1: How they even calculate these odds and maybe they just play the maybe they maybe they just see how many fumbles in general have been in the first half and lost and they have yeah. computers and stuff that have gone through that sort of stuff. But um we've gone okay. So those are those are our three our three one hundred dollar bets, prop bets that were on our own. Uh, now we'll
0: move on to the six fifty uh dollar bets. Do you want to alternate again like we did? Let's do it. And these are all odds that were longer than plus two hundred. Yes. Up to anything. So. Up to anything. Yes, I think at least one of us is going to have a very very long shot flyer that would you know seal whatever kind of competition we have. Usually it's you <laughs> so that's funny. that's done the very long shot odds and in our past couple of but us, I think
1: maybe this this might be a little different. We'll see. Um, my first fifty dollar bet was an alternate spread, so you could uh, tease the line. Up or down, whichever way you wanted. I teased it um, nine points, I guess. I did. I went down to Chiefs minus six and a half, uh, and that is plus two fifty five Chiefs minus six and a half. So they, I think, you know, this kind of signals what I think is going to happen in the game. Where I, what it, maybe it's more what I want to happen in the game, but I think the Chiefs might win by a touchdown. Um, so if they win by seven, that's plus you know better than plus six. Minus six and a half. So that would be plus two fifty-five on fifty dollars. So that would also break me even for uh all th- six of those bets. So I, I'm I'm kind of looking to do that. Uh bets that are a little bit like that. That if I get one right, I can maybe avoid losing on those fifty dollar bets. And maybe that will help me in my um competition with you, Dr. Stian.
0: And I believe in last year's Super Bowl, uh we did not get any of these long shot Hmm. odds, correct, which is probably what we should expect just be pleasantly surprised if any of them do pay off.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, My first pick in our long shot odds, uh, I found uh, one prop bet that was uh, both teams successfully convert fourth down attempts uh, at plus 290. So I think it's likely that in the Super Bowl, teams are going to be more likely to go for on fourth downs. I think each team will successfully convert a fourth down. Okay. Interesting. I think that could be, who knows
1: we'll, we'll find out. Uh, similarly, I did, uh, one that I have, maybe I'm not really thinking it will happen, but maybe it will. And I want to take advantage of it. And that is the first touchdown score by the chiefs will be a rushing touchdown. Um, most of the uh, most of the uh, passing touchdown was the was the lowest odds uh rushing touchdown was plus 440 and i think perhaps um Pacheco might get in for a rushing touchdown early or maybe Mahomes even on a um scramble
0: uh so i like uh you already rushing... bet on Kelsey be having an anytime touchdown so yeah. but you just I've don't think it's a... going to be first
1: yeah got... yeah or
0: or he's the recipient of of the uh, handoff somehow.
1: He might be instead of the shovel the shovel pass would be the worst. It'd be so close to a handoff, but it wouldn't have. <laughs> or it could be maybe a reverse, like to uh Tony or Hardman
0: or somebody like that. But uh, you could have both bets pay off on the same play. It's possible. If it you know happened to be that, you know, the right kind of play. Yeah. So plus
1: four forty, uh rushing touchdown. Chiefs first touchdown is a rushing touchdown.
0: Uh, my next pick is uh maybe a tip to what I'm thinking for the over under uh in the game. uh but I am going to bet that any quarter is scoreless is yet is a yes that any of the four quarters end with neither team scoring uh at plus 360.
1: Hmm. that's that's always possible
0: one quarter where there is no scoring. I think that will go along with your uh, bet in terms
1: of the over-under later. Um, Probably so.
0: tip my hand as
1: to what my expectation is for the uh, the total points. Well, my third $50 bet is somewhat similar to your punt bet, um, your first punt bet, uh, in that my punt, my will bet, uh, the first punt of the game will be fair caught, uh, and that is plus 225. So it seems like the, basically there are three possibilities the punt's going to be returned not returned or fair caught um just to be a fair catch signal does it be a successful fair catch i think it has to be a successful fair catch so right. maybe it's that's plus 225 so i don't know if that's a great bet or not but i i i like a fair catch the chiefs tend to fair catch more often than not and i'm not i think probably the, in the super bowl maybe it's more important just to catch the ball rather than try to do something. Even though you know there have been big returns uh, in the past, there's never been a punt return touchdown. The closest that was that that, that there has been to one was last year with Tony returning into about the five yard line. So um, I'm going to go fair catch first punt plus two twenty five.
0: My third pick uh, is going to be revolving around the first touchdown of the game, similar to what uh, one of your picks was. Uh, I have the position though, to score the first touchdown. I'm going to go with the tight end position. Uh, I think, you know, the chiefs and 49ers both have outstanding tight ends. Uh, the chiefs also have, um, you know, additional tight ends that are also tend to catch passes around the end zone if they have to, uh, I think that's somewhat likely that this is possible, at least anyway. Uh odds on that are plus 350.
1: I think that's a possible. Tight end
0: will score the first touchdown. First touchdown for either
1: team. I think that's a decent, I think there's decent decent shots, especially for the Chiefs. Um, somewhat also for the uh, for the 49ers. You also have Noah Gray in there, like you said. Um unfortunately, Kyle Uzchek, I think, is listed usually as a fullback. Rather than as a tight end. So if he catches one, maybe it won't count, even if he's lined up as a tight end. I'm not sure what I don't know how they'll do that. It actually
0: said um that it, it's by what the NFL.com designates the player's position to be. not Ooh, okay. Position on the field. So it's
1: so that helps with Kelsey because he might be out, lined up out wide rather than right. um as a tight end. So right. um speaking of touchdowns, my last three fifty dollar bets are all just anytime touchdown related Um uh, the the biggest i got long... one of those too so i'll do mine next well the, the longest odds of of any of those are the chiefs defense scoring an anytime touchdown and that is plus 750 so i'm going with that all my bets are are if they're on a team are, are chiefs related um uh, simply because i feel like i know the chiefs better and maybe i'm a homer and which I am definitely. But I think I'm gonna pick Chiefs defense plus seven fifty. I'd like to see that happen and I think it would be fun. I think perhaps an interception return uh touchdown. That would also kind of mess up my probably over under 73 and a half if it's a defensive touchdown. Usually those are know, to be, be longer. Twenty-five to thirty yards at the yeah. lowest, usually. Um but you know, a lot of the Chiefs ones have been extra long if it's like uh been, you know, by, if Edwards is involved. Uh so It's plus, yeah, plus 750.
0: If that's the longest odds of your remaining picks, then I am going to be by far the riskiest of the two of us Then with our final picks. Uh, Because my next pick uh, is also an anytime touchdown uh, for uh, McCole Hardman, though. I think there are, the Chiefs are maybe missing some of their uh, touchdown threats. So maybe Hardman goes under the radar a bit and finds his way to the end zone. Uh, for a plus fifteen hundred dollar
1: album, that would be a big redemption story yeah. for Hardman, of course, who almost scored the touchdown in Buffalo when he was stretched out, but he lost the fumble. He also fumbled another time in Buffalo that wasn't recovered by, or wasn't awarded. The, the possession was not awarded to uh, the Bills, like it was with uh, with the touchback fumble. So, yeah, McHardman. If Hardman scores a touchdown, I think that the Chiefs are looking pretty good, I think, if he if he gets involved and is playing well. Um and I have another uh any touchdown of uh, Patrick Mahomes himself scoring a touchdown. So that would be a Mahomes uh rushing touchdown, which is most likely, or perhaps a Philly special type play where Mahomes lines, lines up as wide receiver or is just receiving the ball uh from you know Kelsey or, or Tony or somebody Pacheco
0: throwing the ball to him. Um or a uh la Lamar Jackson catching his own pass. Maybe if
1: he could catch his own pass as well. Yeah, like or Marcus Mariota, who, caught, who scored a touchdown on his <laughs> caught pass against the Chiefs yeah. in the playoffs. So plus 410. Uh, Mahomes hasn't doesn't have any rushing touchdowns this year, but in the playoffs, he tends to in, in the, he tends to run the ball more. And he did have a rushing touchdown in the first Super Bowl meeting between these two teams. So he might, you know, let's he could possibly have another one in him.
0: Yes. Um, my next pick is going to be uh, another defensive category. Uh, I have a player to record a sack and cause a fumble on the same play. I think uh, Chris Jones has not been getting to the quarterback quite as often recently. I think maybe this is where he uh, does some damage. Uh, Chris Jones to record a sack and cause a fumble in the same play at plus 1,300.
1: Wow. And so he wouldn't need to uh, recover the fumble,
0: or the Chiefs wouldn't need
1: to recover the fumble. Anybody could...
0: He just has to cause the fumble. They could could, um, recover it themselves. It doesn't have to result in a turnover. It just has to be a sack fumble. Yes.
1: Okay. There was
0: an additional category to recover the fumble that you created. Ooh, and that, you know, shot the odds way up, uh, pretty high. You didn't want to go for the trifecta. Yeah, uh, I probably sh- could have, but uh, I chose for a slightly likely outcome, <laughs> <laughs> although pretty unlikely outcome, still. Well, I was touched by those odds, but something that does
1: happen. It's, it wouldn't be a surprise if something like that did happen. It, it would also go well with your other some of your other bets. Um, yeah, but
0: not as unlikely as my last pick. Well,
1: my last <laughs> pick isn't, isn't likely, but it's not unlikely either. And that is a, um, a Justin Watson anytime touchdown plus 650. I think if uh, Kelsey, if it's not Kelsey and it's not Rice on the receiving end, since McK- McKinnon is out, I think Justin Watson may be his most trusted wide receiver, especially in the end zone. Uh, so I gonna go Justin Watson plus 650 for a touchdown, uh, especially if they're near the goal line. Uh, sometimes he looks for Watson there if Kelsey's not open. So I, I'm going to do plus six fifty Watson anytime. He possible. tends
0: to find his way into open spots, and it's just yeah a matter of whether or not he's going to catch it once it's you know in his vicinity. Mm-hmm. And this season he's been much better at pulling in those those passes too. Because last year he he dropped a lot of like third down and fourth down attempts. Yeah. This year, he's been much more reliable.
1: He has. He has.
0: Yeah, and he's, and he's somebody
1: that Mahomes likes to go to, especially when the other receivers have been a little less reliable. So he's, yeah, I think that's a decent option. And how about your final uh, $50 bet? And then we'll get into the uh, major picks, the spread, the over-under, and the money line.
0: Yes. Final pick is ridiculous, Mike. It is absolutely ridiculous. Very long odds on this one. Uh, and very very specific. Trent McDuffie to return an interception for a touchdown, and the Chiefs will win by exactly six points. Mike, plus fifty thousand,
1: plus fifty thousand. So you would win twenty five thousand with a fifty dollar bet, okay. and that would cover. You would you would win for, you would win for sure. Uh, and you could even cover my losses this year uh, with that twenty five thousand dollar bet. Absolutely, we'd both yeah. we could both be positive. Yeah, whole year with that bet <laughs> paying off. That's yeah. optimistic. Win exactly by six. That would my six and a half point uh, alternate spread wouldn't quite work that way either. so it, it would
0: purposely it would, tank your pick. It would
1: come at the cost of, well, I do have a Chiefs anytime defensive touchdown, which would be right. plus 750, so that that's better than my minus six and a half is only plus 255, so True. but it also could mess up my 73 and a half, over under 73 and a half, depending on how far the touchdown return right. was, but I like, I like it. Um, so let's maybe get to the meat and potatoes. Uh who, who do you like, Dr. Scaff? The Chiefs. The Chiefs are it seems like a lot of people are favoring the Chiefs. If you look at the national media, you know, nobody wants to go against Mahomes in a big game. Purdy is inexperienced. Uh the Chiefs have been there before. They've won two out of the last four Super Bowls. They've been in three out of the last four Super Bowls they've had. Now, this is the fourth out of five uh, Super Bowls to be in. Uh, looking for a third victory in those in those five, so they've been there before. The 49ers are, you know, accustomed to playoff runs, but not um, a lot of the you know, there's probably not a lot of the same guys who were there four years ago. Some of the big names were there four years ago, but players like Christian McCaffrey wasn't on the team. Brock Purdy wasn't on the team. Uh, Chase Young, uh, Travis Ward was on the other team. He was on the Chiefs. Uh, so, you know, the teams have, have, the rosters have, you know, churned and, you know, cycled through uh, quite a bit. So, in some ways, it's, it's new, new, new for the, newer for the 49ers than you might think being, having them been there only a few years ago. So, um, the Chiefs are, are, are two and a half point underdogs right now. However, because um, maybe because the 49ers were stronger during the regular season. And maybe there's also, like you had said before we went on the air, maybe there's um, liabilities that the the casinos, the sports books have in 49ers futures bets where before the season started, a lot of people put bets on the 49ers to win it all. And um, maybe maybe the uh, books want people to bet on the Chiefs to kind of even that risk out. So um, what do you like, Dr. Skept, like the Chiefs to win or do you like the 49ers? Do the Chiefs to uh, cover or the 49ers to cover? And that you might also spill. It might also, uh,
0: you know, uh, tip the uh, money line. divulge the money line
1: as well with that. Yeah, unless you wanted to
0: hedge. I I don't want to hedge. I can't bet against the Chiefs. I don't think (laughs) I don't normally bet against the Chiefs. So I'm going with the Chiefs and the two and a half points, which is nice to actually have points uh, on in your side at least. Anyway, so I think you know, even if they don't win, they could still. Lose by two or fewer points and, and, uh, you know, still have that bet payoff at least anyway. Yeah. Happen. Oh, no little, right win.
1: So, you're, yeah, yeah. Your little monologue there reminded me a little bit of Mitch Holthus's end monologue of, of the, uh, couple games now this, this season because you can, uh, dislike the Chiefs. You can, uh, um, what was it? You, but you have to deal with the Chiefs. You you can doubt the Chiefs, you can dislike the Chiefs, but you yeah. like Chiefs, <laughs> uh, and that's what ha- we have to deal with the Chiefs here. Uh, it seems like the spread is doubting the Chiefs and maybe even disliking them. Uh, but I'm 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 agreeing with you. I'm going to go with the Chiefs on uh, as as a plus two and a half, and like you, I'm going to go with the Chiefs money line outright victory as well. Uh, which is plus 110, uh, so it's not much different, really, than the than the spread. But it's instead of minus 115 right now, it's plus 110. So we're we're in agreement there. I figure we might have disagreement on this next one, which is the over/under. And I'll go ahead and reveal my over/under. But since you uh, did did the spread first, um, the Chiefs beat the 49ers 31 to 20 four years ago and i could see a similar score happening this year and 31 to 20 would be 51 points so that's over 47 and a half which is the over under number and so i'm gonna pick i'm gonna go with the over uh over 47 and a half i think lots of points might be scored in las vegas the chiefs have run up the score on the raiders in vegas before maybe they can score uh enough to help the push the over and I hope if it is 31-20, I hope it's not a game like the previous one where it was a you know nail biter and it seemed like the Chiefs were gonna lose much of that game. I'd rather have the Chiefs be ahead and just kind of stay ahead comfortably. I'd like an easy uh on the heart kind of game, but it's probably not gonna happen.
0: Their more recent games have been scoring points early and then holding on for dear life uh as the other team makes attempt after attempt to get down to the Chiefs end zone, uh, especially in Baltimore. Uh, But I kind of see the game being more of a defensive struggle and maybe those long kind of possessions taking away from the opportunity to score (laughs) the big points, at least anyway. I think it's probably going to get pretty close to that 47 and a half, but I think I'm going to take the under in the game, especially since I bet on the scoreless quarter uh, earlier uh, in our props, at least anyway. So I think we may have a little bit lower scoring game. Uh, and the Super Bowl, you know, tends to be a little more broken, I think, in the pacing of the game. Uh, all the advertisements uh, that are between periods and, and you know, sometimes individual plays. Uh, it does kind of, you know, slow down the momentum, at least, uh, that some teams may may get. That doesn't mean it won't be crazy at the same time. Yeah, last year Super Bowl was
1: was a thirty five thirty two Chiefs. Um, is that what it was? Thirty five thirty two.
0: I think so. Yeah, um, very late scoring too. Sixty seven.
1: Yeah. yeah, so um, something like that anyway. Uh, and you know, so I think I think you know who knows what the game's going to be like. We'll have to wait till Sunday to find out, uh, since they don't play the game on Saturday as of yet. Even though that that would be power hours recommendation they haven't taken our advice yet no no but maybe they will yeah, I'm sure Roger Goodell uh, is a frequent listener or viewer of this podcast or YouTube channel but um, absolutely we don't we don't like to we don't we don't uh we don't do, we don't dive in to see which individual people are listening or, or viewing because we are not that uh tech savvy and we're also uh wishing to preserve the privacy of our listeners and viewers, we don't we don't we don't wanna be big brother looking over their shoulder knowing which pod who who exactly uh reads or listens to our podcasts. But um we do appreciate all of those listeners.
0: 3835 was the final thirty eight thirty five, yeah. So even
1: higher scoring. 38-35. Yes. I knew it was a three point victory in the thirties. Seems like such a long time ago, but it was just a year ago.
0: Yes. Speaking Mahomes of Hans had like, forty four rushing yards in that game. So, he well, did, yeah, forty four,
1: yeah. A long time ago, one year. Speaking of a long time, should we wrap this up, uh, Dr. calf I think so. Well, that was our Super Bowl preview. Uh, this is the most exciting week of the year for NFL fans, perhaps, if at least if their teams are in it, or they just love the pageantry and the uh, uh, kind of pizzazz and the spectacle of the Super Bowl. And we have perhaps Taylor Swift. And all,
0: the, all new uh, um, advertisements and a halftime shows. Halftime show,
1: Usher, Usher. He's probably gonna sing yeah, I would
0: guess. Um, How many yeah guests he's gonna have out there too? Like well, Ludacris, Why didn't see L- that?
1: You think Ludacris will be out there?
0: I would assume so. Lil John, will he be out there too? For,
1: Lil John? yeah, yeah. For yeah. Would Taylor Swift be out there somehow? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think she has been offered to do the halftime show multiple times and has not. Yeah. But maybe in the future since she likes the foot, likes football now.
0: Now um, she is a fan. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, uh, that this, it's been a, it's been our pleasure this this this, uh, uh, this season uh, talking football and uh, uh, for for our legions, my, our myriad listeners, and Doctor Scaff and I certainly appreciate it. And we'll we'll wrap it up here. The One Track Power Hour, as always. I am Doctor Michael Werman, Esquire. He is Doctor Scaff. We are the warning track power hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or uh continue listening to our uh podcast, YouTube channel, whichever uh you whichever delivery service you prefer. And we appreciate uh your listenership, your viewership, and we'll see you again next week.
0: And until then, we wish you a good day.